Shalom, friends. Are you? Oh, yes. Who is that? Good day there. Where's that? <laughs> yeah, good day. I like that. <laughs> oh, friends, it's good to see you. Um, and I don't know about you, but I'm still on holiday. So, Pastor Fred, now it's over to you. Thank you. No? Uh, okay. I thought I could get away with it. <laughs> uh, wow, yes. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, my holiday was low-key, uh, very low-key, in fact. <laughs> but um, it was a, a really nice time of just, just, just being able to relax, being with family, having good food. Good food, anybody? No? Yes, okay, good. That's great. Um, yeah, that's it, that's it. Got to keep this, uh, you know, that's how the army goes, right? On its stomach. <laughs> so I'm right with you. Um, and... Hallelujah, Jesus reigns. And uh, that's, uh, that's what really comforts my heart um, and all of us in the Jewish community that God is on the throne no matter what. Amen? Amen. Yes, yes. So that's, that's where we're at. Um, as a ministry, as a ministry within uh, the heart of the Jewish community, uh, in Caulfield, uh, it's a messianic ministry, so it's Jewish people who have come to faith in Jesus. We we see the and uh, see and know the times that we are living in, and all the more, all the more we look to our God. We look to our God because we know that in Him, uh, this suffering, uh, uh, the, the the suffering of this age is is nothing compared to what we're going to inherit. Eternal life, it's priceless. It's priceless. And uh, he has promised that to each and every one of us who have made him Lord and Savior of our lives. Amen? So I encourage you this morning, uh, eternal life. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I'm going to be eating the best food possible. (laughs) I will hunger no more. I will thirst no more. All right? I've got a book table out there, friends, and uh, one of the the, uh, newsletters, uh, if you don't get our newsletter, perhaps you want to get it. Uh, This is Purposeful Suffering. Uh, It's a hard word sometimes, but uh, I think we all go through it, right? We all, uh, we're all on the same planet, uh, unless you come from another one. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, have a look at those newsletters. Grab one if you, if you want to. Uh, please put your name down if you would like to get it. Uh, there's no obligation, and we, it's free. And uh, one of the topics, uh, or the topic I'm going to speak on uh, today, is uh, the everlasting nation, um, Israel's glorious future. Hallelujah, hallelujah, that um, there is a glorious future ahead for the nation of Israel. And so this morning, I want to let the, the word of God do the talking. Um, and uh, we, um, we, tr- we trust in, in the Holy Spirit to bring to understanding what we are get about to hear. Amen. Can I have a glass of water? And I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you that um, you are greater than, than all. Um, and thank you that your promises and um, 
your love towards humanity, Lord God, will never, never fail. Never, never fail. I thank you for that this morning. I thank you that we can rely on uh, your word, the Bible, because uh, what you have given to us, Lord, is truly our daily bread. And this morning, as we hear uh, the word of the everlasting nation, as we hear the word, Lord God, of about Israel and the Jewish people, I pray, God, that, um, that uh, we would see through your eyes, not through our eyes, but through your eyes, Lord God, the wonderful purpose and plan that you have for all humanity. And I pray this in the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus, our Messiah. You know, um, uh, in the Holy Land of Caulfield, where I come from, uh, the Jewish community is uh, alive and well. Uh, we've taken a couple of knocks, but we're up and running. And uh, I know that I know that uh, uh, God works in ways that uh, are so so incredible, and those ways are for life and not for calamity. And so part of my calling is to share this wonderful message with my people, the Jews, here in Australia, here in Melbourne, which has the biggest Jewish community. My family is Jewish, who do not yet know who Jesus is. However, um, as much as I would like to change that, I can't. I can only be faithful and, um, and share, share this love of God, share about Jesus to my people, to my family, and let God be God. Let God do what he does. And so I'm going to start with this, um, this word this morning. Thank you, co-pilot. You are incredible. And you know something? I don't like to speak alone. We all speak together, don't we? Okay, so at the count of three, we are going to read together the scriptures, all right? One, two, three. Thank you, friends. Um, that's a very encouraging scripture to me. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you don't have to be blind, Freddy, to know why. <laughs> this, is, uh, uh, this is God speaking directly. And uh, what, a wonderful, uh, what a wonderful promise that is. What a wonderful promise, and we'll 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 look at that in a in a in a broader aspect uh, this morning. But has uh, you know the fiddler on fiddler on the roof that movie? You know that movie, right? I think you do, and you've watched some of it. Some of you have watched it, yes. 
I've watched it a few times. <laughs> I really like it. And um, there's, a, there's a main actor in this movie, Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, his name is Tevia. Tevia. He's a milkman. So this is going back, you know, more than 100 years, right? There was no, you know, they didn't have cars in those days or trucks or, you know, things like that. All they had was horse and cart. And Tevia was a milkman. He was a, a Jewish guy. And uh, he had uh, these five uh, uh, beautiful daughters, <laughs> which he guarded <laughs> with everything that he had. Um, and um, he would go around and serve his community with fresh milk. All right? And on one of his travels, so, so you know, this is, this is typically a very Jewish way to go about things. Uh, you know, when you work in, this is part of your devotion to God. This is part of your service to God. Um, you break out in prayer, right? And he breaks out in prayer and he says, God, can you choose someone else? <laughs> now, why he said that was because Jews were being killed. The pogroms, you aware of the pogroms? Yeah, and um, uh, you know it wasn't a very nice time for the Jewish community in Eastern Europe. It was a very, very difficult time, and so Tevia is complaining, saying, "Lord, someone else, please choose someone else." But being chosen doesn't depend on a man. Thank you, co-pilot. Okay. It really is. It depends on God. In Deuteronomy, thank you. This is uh, again the Lord speaking. Out of all the peoples of the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen you to be his treasured possession. And so, what does that mean to us? So, now we are going to explore this in a deeper way. Um, what was God's choosing of a nation? Uh, what, did it in, what did it involve? What was this all about? Thank you. Co-pilot, you write on it. It involved a man, a land, and a plan. And so let's look at the man. The man, I think you know very well who that man is, right? Guess who it was? Adam. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? No, no. Who was it? Oh, sorry, I forgot that. Yes, oh, that guy. Yes, that guy, Abraham. <coughs> Do you know who he was? That man, he came from one of the richest cities in the world, Ur, of the Chaldeans. Uh, people didn't lack much there. It was a very wealthy, very wealthy city. Um, I'm sure he, he uh, you know, the, the family that Abram, Abram came from was uh, quite substantial in many ways. But he hears the voice of the Lord, right? This man, right? Genesis uh, 12, 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3.
Thank you. It's incredible. I mean, you know, um, I, I left South Africa, brother. You know that. Okay? Because of the violence. Um, it's very hard. Very hard to, to live that way. Uh, and mostly to protect my family and so forth. Not everybody is violent. You know, I'm not saying that at all. But uh, there can be violence in, 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 in nations and sometimes it's, uh, the law enforcement just does nothing about it. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. You know, we see this around the world now. Okay? We see this around the world. Ab- Abram, he came from a country uh, that was so wealthy. Uh, he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't leave because, hang on, I'm going because they want to, you know, they want to get my family or <laughs> I don't have enough money or something like that. No. He was obedient to God, right? That's, that's, that's why he did it. He was obedient to God. Even in all of what, what there was there that he had, he was obedient to God. And in those days, really ancient times, two main types of covenants existed. One was a bilateral, thank you, co-pilot, or conditional covenant. And the other was a unilateral or an unconditional covenant. And so when we see that, we realize that God had entered into both of those contracts with this man, Abram. Now, of course, we see that what we've just read, Abram leaving Ur of the Chaldeans was a conditional covenant depending on Abraham leaving his home, leaving everything that he knew. And once he had left, God was obligated to fulfill his portion of the contract and that was to bless Abram's seed and to bless all the peoples of the earth through Abram's seed. Very important words, those. Because you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, is, uh, is God choosing someone above another? Uh, no, nothing like that. God has no favorites. We are all equal in his eyes, but there's a purpose. And there's a plan to what we see happening here in this uh, scenario of Genesis. This Abrahamic covenant is a foundational covenant of all of God's dealing with humanity, each and every one of us. It affects not only Abraham and his seed, but also all the peoples of the earth. So, I don't know about you, but I know God has been very faithful in my life. And still continues to be faithful, even when I don't deserve it. And he has kept his promise to Abraham to this very day. And so we see now that is the man. Let's see the plan. Uh, no, the land, the land, the land. Yes, the land. 
God's choosing of a nation also involved a land. And so let's read together again this morning, friends. Genesis 15, verse 7. One, two, three. Thank you. So we get so much closer uh, to the very current uh, conflict that we see now in the land of Israel today. I do believe that you all watch the news. I do believe that, uh, no, okay, okay, some of us have definitely switched off, I agree. I agree. So, you know, sometimes this can be too much. 100%, 100%. But we do, we do still watch. I, I still, I still uh, have to know what's uh, what's happening around, um, because it affects not just myself but my family too. Let me ask you a question: uh, Whose land is the land of Israel? Who does it belong to? <laughs> I tell you, Adam. I don't know. You know. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, how you do this, I don't know, but. Uh, like, so far it's 100%. Okay? There we go. It is God's land. It is God's land. He owns it. He's the owner. And since he's the, the land owner, he can make whoever he wants to be the tenant. I don't know about you, but I live in a unit in East St. Kilda. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't own the unit. <laughs> I pay rent to the owner. And so that owner can choose what, whoever he wants to be his tenant, right? You know, maybe I'll mess up uh, one time and he'll throw me out or something. I don't know. But uh, so far, that has never happened. So, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but there it is. God is the landowner of this little piece of land. And he has chosen the Jewish people to be his tenants. Scripture is full of God's promises to the people of Israel that God has given them the land of Israel to live on. You, uh, you can go throughout the Old Testament and uh, you'll pick it up all the time. In Genesis chapter 15 verses 1 to 20, it describes an unconditional contract between God and Abraham involving, first of all, a promise of an heir, and secondly, the promise of the land, which was later to be called Israel. It was, of course, Canaan. When uh, Abram came into it, it was known as Canaan. And that is a wonderful portion of scripture which you can go and have a look at later on. He, this man was put into a deep sleep. And um, uh, you see an incredible, an incredible contract that is drawn up. And the one who is to fulfill that contract is God himself. And because Abraham was in that deep sleep, he was not liable to fulfill his end of the contract. Therefore, this covenant was an unconditional covenant, as opposed to the one that we see 
where we read that he had to first of all leave his home. Uh, he had to do something, right? This was an unconditional covenant between God and Abraham. So the land is given to Abraham and his descendants forever, not on the basis of their behavior or whether they deserve it or not, but on the basis of his covenant with Abraham. So, friends, who thinks that Tassie is small? And you will all say, yes. <laughs> of course it's small. Now, how many times can you put Israel into Tasmania, people? Four, it's close. Yeah, but two and a half times, right? Two and a half times you can put Israel into Tasmania. Okay? That's, 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 uh, that's how big the land is, or how small the land is. Um, but, you know, I, any, I, I know some of you have been to Israel. Who's been? Put your hand up, quickly. Come on, let me see you. Two, only, only, only two here. You've got to go, guys. Even now. Even now you've got to go. It's the most incredible place. It's the most incredible place to visit. Because you will see your faith come alive in such an amazing way. You'll see the word of God come alive in such an amazing way. I've traveled length and breadth. Um, It's uh, very precious to me. I've lived in Israel as well. Now, the conflict in the in Israel today is about this tiny speck of land that God gave to the children of uh, Israel, to the Jews. Do you know that the territory of the sons of Ishmael is 672 times greater than the state of Israel? So friends, if I can be so bold as to say to you, the conflict is it's not about this strip of land. It can't be. It's not possible. It's just not possible. I want you to think about these things because it's, that's the only way we can, we can, we can see is what, what, what does God say in his word? How do we look at this? In Genesis chapter 15, verses 18 to 21. Okay, I'm going to read this one. It says here, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadamites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaelites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gergeshites, and the Jebusites. And so today, people, they are not the descendants. These guys are not around anymore. They're gone. They they are no longer a people. Um, The Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadamites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaelites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gergeshites, and the Jebusites. And so on the basis of aboriginal ownership alone. The Jewish people have an ancient claim to the land of Israel. So, you haven't been there, 
but I know that you're going because you're going to come with me. And I'm taking a group in November, so I need you all to come. We want to show the Jews that we care. How can you show a Jewish person that you care? <laughs> come to the land of Israel. Or maybe you want to come to the holy land of Eastern Kilda. Why have you not come? I'm coming. No, brother. No, brother. You haven't come. I'm coming. You are not his friends. I love you, Pastor Fred. Thank you. And so, okay, we come to that last little portion there. Um, of what we want to have a look at, and uh, I'll, I'll, hopefully we can see a bit better. We come to the plan. So we looked at this man, we looked at uh, a land, and now we're looking at a plan. You know, um, uh, I, was, um, I was in a, a meeting the other day, and um, this older gentleman came to me, and um, he said, only four years ago, did this, did it, could I understand some of uh, what you had said today? Um, and when he told me, I just said, thank you for, for that. I really appreciate what you said. Um, I don't want to say much more about that, but it's amazing. Sometimes it takes us a long, long time to understand and to see um, some of the wonderful riches and the glory and the, uh, and, and the beauty that God has for us. God's choosing of a nation also involved a plan. And this is where I get excited, and not only I, but the Apostle Paul. In Romans 11, 33 to 36, Paul breaks forth in a praise to God. So, one, two, three. God has a great plan uh, of salvation for humanity. Um, God has no favorites. <laughs> we are all equal. It's been his uh, desire from the beginning, from the very beginning. This wonderful plan. This wonderful plan that of you know, I'm, I, I often think about, you know, the Garden of Eden. I often think, ah, oh, what, what it must have been like. I, uh, Max, Margie, thank you for your wonderful hospitality. But I tell you, these guys, they've got a garden second to none. <laughs> second to none. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, I often think, wow, what? must have been like to walk in that perfection, in that perfection, um, with, with, with God. And everything, everything uh, um, was absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, 
I, I often think about it, I think, I'm looking forward to this eternal life because I'm going to see something and I'm going to be part of something that um, I tell you, no money, no, nothing can buy, nothing can buy. You, if you put your hope and you put your faith and your love in Jesus, the Messiah, it's his gift to you, it's his gift to me. So, Romans eleven fifteen goes on. Uh, eleven fifteen. Thank you, co-pilot. Says here, for if their rejection, so this is still the apostle Paul speaking, is the reconciliation of the world. Who's there? Who is he talking about? Sorry, I can't hear you. Yes, yes, yes. If their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Rejection of who? Yes. Of our Messiah. Rejection of our Messiah Jesus. If their rejection is the reconciliation of this world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? I want to share with you um, just very briefly. And uh, I love to go for a walk in the morning. And uh, it just clears my head and uh, just helps me to cope with the day. And I can talk to the Lord and complain and do everything that I need to do. And do you think he hears me? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not so for sure that, uh, you know, Tevye felt the same way. But, you know, we can all complain, Right. We can, and anyway, so that's what I do, and uh, I, I love, love, love it. Uh, it's very early in the morning before the sun comes up. But I was at Coles and I was buying something. This is just a few months back, and um, right in the heart of, uh, uh, you know, the Holy Land of East St Kilda, there. And um, I'm then now in the car park, and I see this man waving to me. Hey, hello, and. Um, I thought, okay, I, first of all, I don't know who you are, but I'll wave back. Hey, it's good to see you, you know? And he says, come, come. All right. So I go. Now, I know what, uh, what is required. So he's uh, a very religious Jewish man, um, and he wants me to pray with him. He wants me to lay to fill him to put on the phylacteries. You know the phylacteries that you put on your forehead and on your arm? And you seek the face of God. And he said, come, let's pray. And I pray with him. And then he says, okay, what's your name? Uh, Give me your number. Uh, What's your address? (laughs) And I looked at him and said, really, you want all of that? (laughs) I don't even know you. But okay, uh, I will give it to you. There's no secret. I said, okay, now you give me yours. And he gave me his. And he said, I will, uh, I'd like to uh, be in contact with you. I said, oh, I, I would like that too. And um, a couple of weeks later, he texted me. He said, oh, would you come to my synagogue? Uh, he's a rabbi, uh, ultra-Orthodox rabbi. He's Chabad. Uh, he's, he's very missional. Would you come to my 
my synagogue and, uh, you know, would you come and uh, celebrate Passover with me? I said to him, uh, Rabbi Effie, um, thank you for the invitation, but uh, I just, uh, I have commitments, so I've got to keep those commitments. Uh, but thank you for that invitation. I appreciate it. And then was a, Again, another week or so later, I'm doing my walk uh, and in, just enjoying it and seeking God's face. And as I come out of one of the gates, literally standing in front of me is Rabbi Effie. He said, I've been thinking about you. I said, is it really you? Um, yes, no, it was him. It was him. That, that's for sure. He was there standing there in front of me. Um, he said, come, let's pray. He doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know my faith. He doesn't know my faith. He doesn't know um, anything except that, oh, here's another Jew. And, you know, uh, let's uh, see what uh, we have in common. We pray. And he says, I want you to come to my home uh, to celebrate, um, uh, you know, a lovely Shabbat. And uh, I said to him, oh, thank you very much. I'd love to eat, so I would love to do that. But can I bring my wife? <laughs> he said, yes, please bring. Um, so he's, uh, he's also married. He's got three little kids and um, so forth. And anyway, that Shabbat, we went to his home. It was a beautiful time. The food was delicious. Um, uh, there were quite a few strangers around the table, and uh, we all just... Um, just got along really well uh, in terms of of uh, of 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 welcoming in uh, the Sabbath, welcoming in this day where we could um, could uh, be with uh, and see God's face. As I was leaving with my wife, uh, he touches me on my shoulder. He says, "What do you do?" So uh, I turned around and looked at him in the eye and I said, "You don't want to know what I do." And my wife is standing at the back of me. She says, yes, you don't want to know what he does. <laughs> now, it, um, so <laughs> he wants to know now what I do. I said, I don't talk about work on the Sabbath. But you find a time when you can invite me again and we will sit down and I will talk with you. It was... I think maximum three weeks. And I get the text. He said, come now. I want to know what you do. Come. Come to my home. I had been praying well, well before that already and uh, seeking God's face for this, this, uh, this man. And God had given me a kindness and a love in my heart for him. He could be my son. He was, he's 30 years old. I go to his home and then, I'm nervous. I'm, you know, uh, I know what he, I know what we're going, we're going to enter into here. And anyway, we sit at the table. He says, "Okay, now tell me." I said, "Rabbi Effie, I follow. I am a disciple of the greatest rabbi that has ever lived and will ever live. His name is Yeshua Hamashiach." And he looked at me, and I knew there was a sadness over his face. Um, 
That conversation continued uh, where I began to, uh, where we entered into debate. And um, uh, the debate went along the lines of the credentials of who this Messiah will, uh, what are his credentials, because his credentials are so clear in the scriptures. And there's only one who has fulfilled those credentials, and that is Jesus of Nazareth. He was not happy. Um, and I, I, I've got great respect for Rabbi Effie. I think he's a really good, good person, great, great guy. We're still in contact. I can only present, um, present um, from God's wonderful word and my faith in Jesus. Rabbi Effie is yet to um, respond on some of those those things, which I don't think it's going to be the case. Um, but we are still in contact. We 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 talk to to one another, um, and um, I'm, I'm 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 trusting that God will touch this man's heart in a very real way, and that the Holy Spirit will do the work um, of 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 taking away the blindness the blindness that is over the eyes of his heart. And so it brings me, to, again, uh, to the end of uh, the message uh, or the uh, conclusion of what I want to share with you this morning. Of no other nation of the world does it say that their salvation would mean the blessing of the whole world. Why? Because of the Abrahamic covenant. Remember God said to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Paul tells us in these verses 1 to 2 that God has not rejected the Jewish people. Israel is still elect of God according to God's purposes. Even so, there is only one way for Jewish people to come to salvation, and that is through faith in Jesus, the Jewish Messiah. And so, as you can see, this is what motivates me as I do the, the ministry that I do. We know that God has a plan for the Jewish people and their, and their salvation will bring a great blessing to the nations of the world, which... It, I tell you, the nation of Israel has been a blessing for a long time. I would ask you to pray, please, um, in your, your prayers, your weekly prayers. Please pray for Israel, pray for this whole situation in Gaza. Pray for the great suffering that... That, um, that people will turn to Jesus. <laughs> That's the only answer. I don't have another answer, people. I tell you, I don't have another answer. I know it's, it's, that's what it's been in my life. It's, it's had to take that 
God had to reveal himself to me through his son for my life to be changed. If he had to do that for me, he can do it for others. God's eternal promise to Israel is that there will always be a nation before him. Jeremiah 31, 35 to 38 says, this is what the Lord says. Only if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth below be searched out, will I reject all the descendants of Israel because of all they have done, declares the Lord. Amen. Shalom, and uh, thank you so much, Pastor Fred, Nancy. Uh, thank you to every one of you uh, for putting up with me this morning. <laughs> and um, I also, we thank you for your, uh, your con- continued support and prayers as we go through this time. Um, we are bound together. You are grafted in. <laughs> There's uh, not two different salvations. There's one salvation. Amen? Amen. And uh, what a wonderful plan and, 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 and salvation that is that God has for each and every one of us. Shalom. Uh, why don't we try to stand up this and, and, and worship him come as well? I like us. I'd like my brother to pray for us this, this morning. But I know this is not just about Israel. This is also about us. About the rejection. About the pointing fingers. And maybe today, you may not be the Jewish person. But today you're here. And your heart has been hard to say yes to Jesus Because my brother is here to pray for us and to pray for you. You just don't say yes. Or maybe your life had gone in a different direction today. You want to reconcile back to him. Because he's saying come home. You want to get back connected to him. You want to say yes to him again. As my brother prays for us, wherever you are, I want, you to, I want him to pray for you this morning before you go away. So welcome and pray for us as we, as we finish. Yeah, thank you. And then Brooke will continue. Lord, we um, thank you for the most precious gift that you have given to us, Lord. And that is the gift of uh, your one and only son. Um, You gave everything so that we could live, Lord. And we thank you for that, God. We thank you that um, your great love for us, Lord, your great love for us, Lord God, is so evident everywhere we look, Lord. Everywhere we look, Lord God. It is evident you uh, you are alive, you uh, your Understanding of all the things that we um, struggle with, Lord God. Every answer is found in you. Each and every answer. 
And I thank you for that this morning. I thank you that you indeed are the God of shalom, the God of peace. You are indeed the God of salvation. And Father, uh, we do extend our hearts to you here this morning. And Lord, we uh, ask you, Lord, uh, that um, as we, we do that, Lord, uh, that you would remove uh, the scales, the blindness from the eyes of our heart, remove uh, any deafness that we have, that we may see Jesus, that we may see Jesus and we may see the wonderful gift he is to each and every one of us. I thank you for this, Lord. I thank you for my brethren here, Lord. I pray your blessing over God, blessing over them, Lord. For, Lord, uh, that is who you are. You are blessing upon blessing. And thank you that we can bless each other. Vaikuneka Isa Adonai Panavalecha Viasem Lecha Shalom Vashem Yeshua Mashikhenu The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you. And give you his peace in the name of Jesus, our Messiah. Amen.